We on the mountain side. We on the mountain side. We on the mountain side. We are here to worship God. Hallelujah. We are the mountain side. We are the mountain side. We are the
woke you up this morning. God woke me up this morning. We are celebrating that because we know that he has programmed so much more for us to go through this day in love with him, in love with his kingdom, for his work, so that we'll be, we, we, we represent Jesus in all that we do, wherever we go, in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So who is with you determines two outcomes in your life, in my life. And the outcomes are usually success or failure. Mm -hmm. Success or failure. The man of God, uh, John Maxwell, wrote a book, Failing Forward. It is not bad to fail. It is where you fail and don't do anything about the failure that becomes an issue. So failing forward, you know, how that you can fail and then move on from there. How that you can fail and then a ministry will come out of that. How does something can happen to you that want to bring the setback? But God will give you a ministry to that. So who is with you determines the outcome that you get. So three people can be with you in life. From my own observation, God can be with you, which I believe God is with us. Man can be with you, and the enemy may decide to be with somebody, you know. Uh, but I believe that this morning, as we listen to the word of God and pray, uh, God's presence will be manifest and more evidence in our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Most times, when man is with you, it's either for good or for bad. Now, Abraham, we're told in the scripture, Abraham took Lot along and God became silent in his life until he had, until he had parted ways with Lot. Because when God told him to leave his father's house, to leave his family and his kingdom, God did not tell him to take uh, baggage. God did not tell him to go somewhere that become a burden to him. But because he was a nice man, because he was a nice uncle, he took the son of his, uh, 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 son of his, uh, his brother, his nephew, Lot. But let's see what happened. So God became silent. Who is with you? You know, talking about man, being with man. When man is with us at times, he can hinder what God's going to do, especially when they begin to become uh, 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 cumbersome or an encumbrance. So according to the word of God in Genesis chapter 13, Genesis chapter 13 and verse 11, Genesis 13, verse 11, the Bible tells us that the Lord chose for himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lord journeyed east and be separated from each other. Today, uh, God will separate us from encumbrances in the name of Jesus. Yeah. God will separate us from, from baggage and luggage that have been trying to drag us down. In the name of Jesus. And when we go to verse 14 of the same Genesis chapter 13, verse 14, the Bible says, Genesis 13, verse 14, and the Lord said to Abraham, after Lord had separated from him, and the Lord said to Abraham, after Lord had separated from him, brethren, if you look at that, before then God was silent. It was then God told him to lift up his eyes. God had to renew his, his, his covenant with him. That the initial contract and covenant I had with you did not include Lot. So Lot had to go for God to renew his mm. covenant with Abraham. So when Jacob, for instance, came into, you see, the outcome of that, you see that was negative, you know, but thank God, God intervened. Now, when Jacob came into the life of his uncle, Laban, 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 I don't know that guy, that uncle of his, 
you know, his business enjoyed a turnaround and flourished and blossomed. You know, the business of Laban uh, became a turnaround. So when man comes into our lives, you know, it could bring celebration or it could bring trouble. But in the case of Laban, we realize that he brought him prosperity in business. He brought him prosperity in business. How do I know that? Genesis 30 and verse 27. Genesis 30 and verse 27. Laban himself said, uh, I said to, to, said to Jacob, please stay. That was when Jacob was trying to uh, negotiate his freedom from him. He said, please stay. If I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. I pray this morning that God bless somebody for your sake in the name of Jesus. So for Laban, it was a blessing that Jacob was to him. Who is with you? Remember I said the enemy can also be in a man's life or a woman's life or in somebody's life. The enemy Satan enter into the heart of Judas. Usually, the enemy enters through our heart, through our thoughts. Amen. But in the case of man, you actually see the physical person because you and the man, you are on this part of eternity. But the enemy, our adversary, he enters people's life through thoughts, through um, and, and thoughts, through uh, uh, suggestion and all of that. So he entered the life of Judas, and the outcome was disastrous, was suicidal for um, Judas. Let's look at that. Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22 and verse 3. Luke 22 verse 3. The Bible says, it's interesting that it was after the Passover, after a spiritual exercise, after believing an evening prayer, an evening encounter with the Lord, that the devil decided to enter the heart of, of, of Judas. I pray that uh, even when the devil brings suggestion and negative ideas, will be quick to uh, to say it is written according to the word of God against him in the name of Jesus. Amen. So in Luke chapter 22, verse 3, Luke 22, verse 3, the Bible says that Satan entered Judas, so named Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. You see, he entered into Judas. That is why the Bible calls him the son of perdition. The son of perdition. Uh, Satan is always looking for a prey or a victim he can use for his evil machinations. Uh, that is why the Bible tells us very clearly, very succinctly, uh, very pungently in First Peter chapter five and verse eight. First Peter chapter five and verse eight. It describes who our enemy is, his true identity. So that when he comes with his, his with evil vows, we'll be able to resist him. He says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. As you go about your day to day, uh, the enemy will not seek you out to devour you in the name of Jesus. The enemy will not seek out your loved ones to devour them in the name of Jesus, amen. He can also attempt to come into people's life. Thank God for the life of Apostle Peter. Uh, he tried Peter, but Jesus said, uh, because Jesus, remember Pastor Camilla 
uh, uh, led us to pray for open eyes. Jesus, who is the express image of God himself on earth, uh, was able to see the beginning from the end. Uh, and he knew all things. Uh, at that point, uh, he detected the activity of Satan over the life of um of of of, of Judas, and then that 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 the enemy wants to go into the life of uh, Apostle Peter. But let's hear what Jesus told him in uh, Luke chapter 22, verses 31 and 32. Luke 22, 31 and 2. The Bible says, Jesus speaking, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail you, and you have... And, and when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Strengthen your brethren. Strengthen your brethren. We saw how that uh, the enemy, the, the Satan entered, tried to enter, but Jesus has prayed. But that prevented the enemy from coming. No, it came all the same, you know, but because Jesus had prayed. And believe that was why uh, uh, Apostle Peter did not also commit suicide because he denied his master. You know, the master told him he was going to do that, and it that happened. Amen. So we're going to lift our voice wherever we are this morning, on our bed, on that day, wherever we are, standing, sitting in the kitchen, wherever we are, in the car at work. We are going to say, Father, do not let my faith to fail me in the race of life. Do not let my faith to fail me in the name of Jesus. Do not let my faith to fail me in the name of Jesus. Jesus told us the secret. He said, I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you. Thanks be to God that the Bible tells us that Jesus, our high priest, is seated on high, on majesty, on the throne of God, on the right side of God, interceding for the saints. We are going to say, Jesus, please continue to pray for me. Continue to pray for me so that my faith will not fail me. Continue to pray for my family so that our faith will not fail us. In the name of Jesus, Jesus, please continue to pray for us. Now, the best scenario or choice is for God to be with you and me in all, I mean, all the way through our lives, through our life journey. Ah, there's nothing as as sweet as God being with you, especially from the moment He took us from the miracle and set us upon a hill. Amen. Let's look at what the Bible tells us. When when you have God on your side, let's look at what the Bible tells us in Second Chronicles chapter twenty-two, verse eight. 
Second Chronicles 32, verse 8. The Bible says, I believe it was Ezekiah that was saying this. says, with him is an arm of flesh, talking about the enemy that was, you know, he was comparing himself and the enemy that came against him. He said, with him is an arm of flesh. Remember we said, when man is with him, whether success or failure. But with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battle, to help us. Where is God with us? He's with us for two things, to help us and to fight our battles. That is why he deplored angels, goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy who are always with us on God. Uh, thank you, Jesus, for being with us uh, by your Holy Spirit to help us to go through each day and to fight our battles. Because the Bible tells us, I believe in Job, uh, somewhere in Job, it says, man born of woman is a word of, is a few, is a, is a few days was full of trouble, full of mm. trouble, full of battles, all kinds of battles, you know. But if God will open our eyes to see, we'll see that someone sometimes when we complain, we need to complain and just be thanking God. But today, let's stay with what who is with us. Who is with you means a lot of things. When you realize who is with you, especially when God is with you, you begin to realize certain certain things. For instance, it makes you want to do good always. It makes you want to do good always, according to Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. When Jesus was on this side of eternity, the Bible says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. He was about, he was, he was able to go about doing good because God was with him. Number two, when you realize that God is with you, it makes your path shine. It makes your path shine. That is why the Bible tells us that the path of the just, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18, it says the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. That shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. When God is when God is with you, it takes away fear and anxiety and concerns. Although they are there, but you will concentrate on them because you know that God is with you. So when God is with you, the Father is with His presence with, is with you by the Holy Spirit. That takes that that gives with fear and anxiety, according to Isaiah chapter forty-one and verse ten. Isaiah chapter forty-one and verse ten says, "Fear not, for I am with you. Fear not, for I am with you. With your right hand of fire, decree and declare and say, Father, this morning I take and swallow the tablet of fear not as I go through this day in the name of Jesus. By faith, I take and swallow the tablet, the tablet, the tablet of fear not."
When God is with you, nobody can withstand you and succeed. When God is with you, nobody can withstand you and succeed. Because the Bible assures us in the word of God in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 5. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 5, it says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Uh, is there anybody trying to challenge you at work, trying to be a hindrance, trying to pull you down by lying against you, by cooking up story? The Bible says that no man can take this to, to, to the bank, can take this to God and say, God, what's it? No man shall be able to stand before me all the days of my life. Lord, I stand upon the accuracy of your word and bring down anyone that is coming to bring me down in the name of Jesus.
I need you for the rest of this year. I need you, oh God, more than ever before for the rest of the year. I need you, 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 my family needs you, my spouse needs you, my children needs you, my ministry needs you, oh God. My business needs you, oh God. My work needs you, oh God. My family needs you, oh God. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need you to uphold me with your righteous right hand. I need you, oh God. I need you, oh God. I need you, oh God. I need you, oh God.
Join me as we stretch forth our hands to the man of God and ask that the Lord will replenish him back in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Let's begin, sir. Let's begin, man. God bless. 